It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Tomorrow all the things were gone I worked for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky star To be living here today But the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Friday the 13th, 
April 2012. I'm sitting in. This will be the last show for me for sure. Sitting in for Doc Jones. Paying special tribute to our special, special people of the United States military. Really excited to be doing this swan song. And just super, super excited on behalf of Doc Jones and myself, as well as conservative primetime. Um, tonight's show is in loving memory of four individual heroes. We're going to play I'm going to uh, read the description of individuals, then I'm going to read them one by one again, and then we'll pay tribute to them. Um, Jeffrey White, Jr., 21. He was from, uh, let me pronounce this right, Katawadis? No, Katawadi, Missouri. Assigned to the 1st Battalion Airborne, the 501st Infantry Regiment, 4th Brigade Combat Team Airborne, 25th Infantry Division. Joint based. Wow, this guy is just awesome. He was stationed up in Alaska. He died on April 3rd in the coast province of Afghanistan. Wounds caused by an improvised explosive. Next up, Sergeant Staff Sergeant Ahmad Kusay Atali. He is an Iraqi-born American who joined the United States military. Even worse, he was captured October 20, October 23, 2006, in Baghdad and later killed by his captors. That must have been horrible. Army Staff Sergeant Chad A. Caldwell of Spokane, Washington, assigned to the 3rd Squadron in the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment in Fort Hood, Texas. He was killed April 30th in Mosul, Iraq. Injuries sustained while conducting combat operations. Next up, fourth and final, Army Sergeant Kenneth J. Shaw of Peoria, Arizona. Sergeant Shaw died in Yusef, Iraq, when the Humvee in which he was riding in was involved in an accident. He was assigned to the 2nd Battalion of the 70th Regiment, 3rd Brigade, 1st Armored, and he was stationed in Fort Riley, Kansas. He died on May 22nd. May he and all of the souls of the faithfully departed, in the mercy of God, rest in peace. Sometimes it's very challenging when you are doing a tribute to soldiers, to heroes. As I have done throughout the uh, last few weeks, I've always given these tributes to our soldiers. Tonight, more than anything, as I bid farewell and filling in for Dr. Jones, I really want to pay special tribute. I want to have the, the best show of all the best shows. I want to honor our fallen in special honor. I've said since uh, I've taken over um, and replacing Doc Jones for now that uh, this is the hero's welcome. They're not home in body bags for us. They're coming off the plane, making their entourage walk down the runway to screaming, cheering people. Hugs and kisses. All of our love. All of our thanks. You know, and many times these uh, our soldiers are returned and it's in the middle of the night. 
and their coffin is draped in the American flag with crying family members. Probably the worst case scenario you could imagine. The worst case scenario pictured in a mother and father and a wife and a brother and a sister's mind and a grandmother, an aunt or an uncle, a friend, a neighbor. Tonight on this night, today on this day, April 13th, which which today I also celebrate my birthday, my honors go to them. My heart goes to them. My prayers are with them. As Beyonce also salutes them and our country. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I've worked for all my life, and I had to start again with just my family by my side. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today, because the flag still stands for freedom, and we can't take that away. Isn't that cool? That's really an awesome, awesome song that she sings. And God bless the USA. Also, always nice to have a hero's welcome. Always nice to pay tribute. The Navy SEALs. Here are the Navy SEALs paying tribute to the Navy SEALs. I had an unforgettable day yesterday, and I wanted to share it with you. I know we've all sat around and discussed in detail why we do what we do, 
and if we will be willing to continue to do what we do, day in and day out, regardless of deployment, retirement decisions, job opportunities, missed birthdays, missed holidays, etc. This is something I wanted to share, and you were the people that came to mind. It's another reason I continue to serve, I guess because many others do and sacrifice a lot more, some even their lives. My crew was alerted yesterday to find that our mission had changed. We were now a backup to a high-priority mission originating from Afghanistan. When I asked where we would be going, the answer was, back to the States. Later I learned our destination was Dover. I was the aircraft commander for one of the two C-17s that transferred the Chinook helicopter crash soldiers back home. The crew that started this mission in Afghanistan would end up running out of crew duty day and need another crew to continue the soldier's journey. We just happened to be available. After being alerted and going through our normal sequence, I found myself at the foot of the aircraft steps. Before I took my first step upward, I noticed a transfer case close to the door. I had only seen one in pictures. The American flag was tucked smartly, folded and secured on top. I paused at the bottom of the stairs, took a deep breath, and continued up with my mind and eyes focusing on making it to the next ladder leading to the cockpit. However, as I entered, I couldn't help but notice the remaining 19 transfer cases in the cargo compartment. The entire cargo compartment was filled with identical transfer cases with American flags. There are moments in life I will never forget. For me, it's the days my son and daughter were born. Another occurred five months ago when I had to deliver the unthinkable news to a mother that her son was killed in Afghanistan. And although I didn't anticipate another day like that this soon, yesterday was another. I looked at the paperwork I was signing and realized the magnitude of the day. I glanced over the paperwork and signed. In a way, I felt I had taken ownership of these fallen soldiers. It was now my duty to ensure they make it home. After confirming the pre-flight was complete and the aircraft was fueled, I went outside to start my walk around. As I walked down the steps, a bus had parked in front of the aircraft and unloaded 11 passengers. The passengers were fellow SEAL team members who were escorting the fallen back to the States. I stood at the front of the aircraft and watched them board. All of them walked off the bus with focus in their eyes and determination in their steps. Just as I imagine they do when they go on a mission, I made eye contact with the lead SEAL, nodded my head in respect, and he nodded back. Finishing my walk around, I stopped at the bottom of the stairs. I looked up into the cargo compartment. Two American flags and one SEAL Team 6 flag hung from the top of the cargo compartment. Three of 20 transfer cases were visible, one with an American flag and two with Afghan flags. I looked up at my aircraft and saw United States Air Force painted on the side and I stood trying to take it all in. I wanted to make certain, and I never forget these images, that I never forget the faces of the seals, the smell of the cargo compartment, or the sun slowly rising over the landscape. It's important that I don't forget. We need to honor the dead, to honor the sacrifice of the fallen. I understand my role in getting these fallen soldiers home is insignificant compared to the lives they lived and the things they did for our country. Most of it we will never know. All I know is every American should see what I've seen. Every American should 
see the busloads of families as they exit the freeway headed for Dover Air Force Base to reunite with their fallen or witness the amount of time, effort, people and equipment that go into ensuring our fallen have an honorable return. The very next day we took the same aircraft back overseas. We had leveled the aircraft at our cruise altitude and I walked down to the cargo compartment. No more American flags hung from the ceiling. All the transfer cases were gone. Instead, I watched a father lie with his son, cradled on his chest, on the same spot that only yesterday held a fallen soldier. I watched a young girl clutching a teddy bear, sleeping quietly where the fallen had lain. I realized so many Americans have no idea where the fallen lie. I am honored to be one that does. Wow, how touching and how emotional a tribute to the Navy SEALs. Just an awesome group fighting combat overseas, asked to fly those bodies home to Dover on their own time. How, just so, so emotional, so touching. Army Staff Sergeant Chad A. Caldwell. Army Staff Sergeant Chad A. Caldwell. While overseas, Chad Caldwell made frequent short phone calls and used instant messaging to stay close to his family, especially when his wife was expecting their oldest son, Trevor. They have two now. It's hard to say all you want in three minutes. You always forget things, said his wife, Rachel. But he always talked to Trevor. (laughs) Put the phone up to my stomach. The night Trevor was born, Caldwell called his wife from Baghdad and heard his son's first loud cry over a cell phone. Caldwell, 24, of Spokane, Washington, was killed in April when a roadside bomb exploded while he was on patrol in Mosul. He was a 2001 high school graduate and was assigned to Fort Hood. Caldwell joined the Army in 2002, served one tour in Iraq, then a second combat tour in Afghanistan. In February of 2007, he re-signed for another tour in Iraq. During his tours, Caldwell earned two Army Accommodation Medals, for saving the life of a pregnant woman found under a pile of bodies after the UN headquarters in Baghdad was bombed in 2003, and for saving the life of his lieutenant colonel, who was caught in a gunfire. He also survived, he's also survived by another son, Cohn, K O E N, who's two. A true hero. An absolute honor. Wow, what a great, great soldier. I mean, we talk about heroes. We talk, We look for, uh, you know, we look around for the good things in this world. Look no further than overseas. Look no further than our armed forces. Look no further than the true heroes of our country. The true freedom fighters. 
Wow. Ronald Reagan, if anything, loved this country, and he loved their military. Regardless of his policy, he talked a great, great stand when it came to defending freedoms. He never hesitated, never, not once, to let everybody know that America came first, foremost, every time, always, and they were defending the honor of freedom. All the time, always, first and foremost, it was defending the honor of freedom. I think when we look back in times um, upon the bombing in Libya, which I think was in the mid-80s, I, I, am, I believe I was born then, but anyway, it was where Ronald Reagan stood up for freedom and against terror. It's very hard to lose a loved one. We all know that. It's even very hard to talk about it hours after the death on national TV. Here's a family of a true hero. Or here's families of true heroes. They they lost their son. And the lady there lost her husband. And they were asked by ABC if they would go on the air and talk about it the following morning. That news, the news of the passing came, um, I'm not really, really sure when it came as far as through the night, but they graciously granted an interview. This is very emotional. So for those who are not um, ready for this, you might want to turn the volume down. I rise first to honor the memory of Sergeant Ejavides Presadio Wolf of Hawthorne, California. Sergeant Wolf was an Army sergeant assigned to the uh, 107th Brigade Support Battalion, 4th Brigade Combat Team, 4th Infantry Division, out of Fort Carson, Colorado. Sergeant Wolf was a hero who gave her life in service to her country. Sergeant Wolf, also known as Doobie, dreamed of serving in the U.S. military as a child who immigrated to the United States from Mexico with her family. As soon as Doobie was able, she joined the United States military so that she could fulfill her lifelong dream to serve and protect her country. She met her husband, Josh, at Fort Bragg. Together they had two daughters, three-year-old Isabel and one-year-old Valerie. Both Duvi and Josh were deployed to Afghanistan where they served in separate units. Tragically, Duvi recently died in an insurgent attack while in Afghanistan. She was only 24 years old. Earlier this month on Veterans Day, I had the honor and privilege of participating in events with veterans and their families in my congressional district in Hawthorne and Inglewood, California. I was deeply moved by the families of our service members. Not only do service members make major sacrifices, but so do their families. They live with the harsh realities of war and its implications on them. Spouses must sacrifice 
long-term career planning, and children are oftentimes forced to transfer to different schools throughout the country. Tragically, as is the reality of combat theater, some of our troops do not make it home. Today, I salute and thank Sergeant Wolf, along with all of our nation's past and present heroes who sacrificed a great deal in service to this country. I express my condolences to Duvis' sister, Cecilia, and Hawthorne on Veterans Day, and I know that her friends and family are still mourning. It is my hope that they will find comfort and peace in the loving memories and the distinguished legacy of service that Duvis leaves behind. I thank you. Kimberly Vaughn's husband, Aaron, was one of the Navy SEALs who died in that attack. She is with us now, along with Aaron's parents, Billy and Karen Vaughn. And as I welcome you to the show, please accept my condolences. Thank you. Thank you. Kimberly, even as I express my condolences to you and Mr. and Mrs. Vaughn, I was reading last night that you think we should start by making sure that our condolences are expressed to all the families who are grieving this morning because Aaron truly felt he was a member of a team. Exactly. Um, although I'm able to be here this morning and I'm thankful to share Aaron's story, um, the other people have also lost their loved ones and they're, they're feeling no less grief than I am. Mr. Vaughn, I was reading about your son and boy. Um, he was an impressive young man as a child, as a young adult, as a, as a son, as a father, as a husband. He was a young man who stood out. Why did he want to be a SEAL? Uh, well, Matt, I can just tell you that uh, after 9-11, Aaron told me and his mother that he wanted to be a SEAL, and he said that uh, he had wanted to ever since he was a little boy. And uh, Aaron, if I can just say it, he, God bless him, he loved his country, he loved God, he loved Kimberly, and he loved Reagan and Chamberlain, and he honestly believed and saw black and white that what we're involved in, and he told me this, is a war for the survival of our republic. Aaron knows that the war with Islamic fundamentalism, radicalism, has gone on for hundreds of years, if not thousands. And it can be traced through history. And he felt, and so did the other members of his team, felt that the very existence of our republic is at stake. And because of that, Aaron was willing to give his life. And what I have to say is that SEAL Team 6, I, I just know those men felt the same way, and they see it clearly. They see it black and white. And so many of us don't. And Aaron told me right out of his own mouth that he had a class where he said, Dad, there's three kinds of, the man told us there's three kinds of people in the world, sheep, dogs, sheep, and wolves. And I can honestly say that SEAL Team 6 are the sheepdogs. And the sheepdogs always see the warning. They see it black and white. They see it clearly. The sheep, most of us are sheep. We don't usually see it. Karen. And there are some wolves out there. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, there are wolves out there. And, and Aaron explained it to me. And, and you know, it's, it's really strange, Matt, that that 90-some-odd days ago, SEAL Team 6 had a big victory and possibly sheep in high places said things that made many of us very uncomfortable. 
Uh, and now some 90 some odd days later, SEAL Team 6 has suffered a terrible tragedy. And I just pray that during these last days, these next days, that they'll allow SEAL Team 6, the wives, the children, the families, to grieve, to bury their dead, and not make it political. Karen, you, you, said, time. you said something over the weekend that really struck me. You said, now, if there is anything good to come out of this, for the first time you get to talk about the amazing things that Aaron did in his life and his career with the SEALs, because there's a huge code of secrecy here, and now you get to brag a little about him. What, what are you most proud of in terms of his accomplishments? Well, I'm most proud of Aaron's humility and his nobility. But more than anything, I'm, I'm most proud of the way he loved God and how important his faith was to him. And, and you know, Aaron, uh, everything he did, like you said, was secret. And it just feels really strange right now that, uh, that only in his death can we celebrate who he was in his life. It's, it's, very, it's a very difficult concept to understand, but what Aaron would want everybody to know most is that he loved America. He believed America could be great again. And he fought for the America he grew up in, Matt, and, and we believe, we're, we're a very patriotic family, we believe that America will be on its feet again and, and, a, and a country that the rest of the world looks to as a leader. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just really sad about this huge loss. We're really sad that our son is gone. But we know, we know that uh, he would have he done it all again. Kimberly, you, you met... And he loved every minute of his life. Kimberly, you met Aaron in Guam. I think he was serving there. You were there as part of a USO tour. You were a member of the uh, Washington Redskins cheerleaders. And here was this tough warrior, but you saw a tender side of him. Uh, you have two children. Reagan is two, I believe, and your daughter was born only eight weeks ago. He made it home for both of those births, so he was home just in June. What was that visit like? Um, it was wonderful. You know, as much as these men are gone away from their families um, over hundreds of days over the years, that, uh, that we make the most of our time together and we were blessed that we could be together for the birth of our children. And um, Aaron was an amazing father and, uh, and I'm proud that I will get to carry on his legacy through, their, through our children. What do you want your kids to know about him when they get old enough to understand who he was? What's the one thing you want them to take away? They will take away his love for Christ. They will take away his strength and his love for this country. And they will know what an amazing man he is, was. Karen and Billy and, and Kimberly, thank you so much. I know how difficult it is for you to join us this morning. Please accept our condolences, and we thank Aaron for his service to this country and you for your sacrifices. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. God bless you. That's not easy. That is not easy.
a great tribute to a great man, to great heroes. Where there's death, there's life. The Fishers are awaiting the birth of their second child, but Ryan Fisher never got to see his wife pregnant the first time. This time around, he made sure it wouldn't happen again. <laughs> After flying for 30 hours, Ryan Fisher finally arrived home today. His mom, Kathleen, met him at the airport. It was all part of a surprise for his wife, Ashley, who's just about to give birth to their second child, Gavin. This soldier never got to be by his wife's side for their daughter's birth, but this time he was determined to make it home. And he did, but not by much. Ashley's scheduled to deliver this Friday. This afternoon, with our news crews hot on his heels, Ryan walked up to his front door and knocked. Hi, sweetie, come here. I was actually... No, I, I didn't tell her anything. I was getting stressed. I was getting a little stressed because I'm counting down to the due date and I'm really trying to figure out when he's going to get here. The Fisher reunion will be short. Ryan has to head back to Iraq in two weeks. But in the meantime, he'll be spending time in this house with his new baby boy and his family. Reporting in North Spokane, Tanya Dahl, KXLY4, HD News. The Department of Defense announced Tuesday that Sergeant Kenneth J. Shaw died Sunday after his vehicle was involved in an accident south of Baghdad. Shaw, 22, was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 70th Armor Regiment, 3rd Brigade, 3rd Brigade, 1st Armor Division, based out of Fort Riley, Kansas. Shaw, graded, Shaw graduated from Continental High School in Peoria, where he was a golfer. His mother, Terry Shaw, that her son had a great sense of humor and also played baseball and basketball. He had recently taken up snowboarding and loved fishing. It was very tough not to be touched by him. It was very, very emotional, she said. He was just a great son. Shaw enrolled in Glendale Community College where he was studying history. He wanted to be a teacher. When the September 11th terror attacks hit, the event spurred him to join the Army. Shaw served in Iraq for four, month, four months, and last year he returned home for about eight months. He went back in February for his tour, would have ended in July, his mother said. Shaw hoped to someday join the Phoenix Fire Department or a bomb squad when he returned home. Terry Shaw said she last spoke to her son on Mother's Day. He sounded great, tired, but he said he was doing okay, she said. Shaw also was survived by his father, John, and two younger brothers, or two younger siblings. May he rest in peace. May his soul and all the souls of the faithfully departed be with the mercy of God. Army Sergeant Kenneth J. Shaw of Peoria, Arizona. This highly decorated Navy SEAL just paid the ultimate price in Afghanistan. Tonight, a close-knit community in Millard remembers a boy who grew up to be a hero. Good evening. I'm Rob McCartney. Brandy has the night off. Petty Officer First Class Caleb Nelson died Saturday in Afghanistan, killed by a roadside bomb. He was part of the Naval Special Warfare Unit based in Virginia. 
His wife and two children live in Norfolk. The 26-year-old deployed to the Middle East in 2009. He earned more than a dozen medals and ribbons, including the Bronze Star. It's the fourth highest combat award for U.S. forces. He was also awarded a Purple Heart. News of his sacrifice is painful to family friends who watched him grow up. KATV News Watch Evans Melissa Fry live with tonight's big story. Melissa? Well, Rob, Caleb's, Caleb's parents are in Norfolk tonight comforting his widow and his two little boys. His father, a pastor here at Millard Alliance Church, a church he founded. Caleb, very involved in the congregation, very involved in his community. He will be dearly missed. Caleb Nelson, one of ten children, the kind of kid Karen Wagner will never forget. Caleb was just so friendly and helpful and just... He would help anyone and just just a really, really great kid. A hero remembered as a kid with a passion and a drive to succeed. Just adamant. When he wanted to do something, he would do it, man. I think in the Navy SEAL, he wanted to go over and, and uh, do his part. There were 83 in his class when he started out to be a SEAL, and only five graduated. Hard work, high honors after he deployed in 2009 earning the Bronze Star with Valor, the fourth highest for combat bravery. The best of the best mourned. A whole community praying for Petty Officer Caleb Nelson, including the members here at Millard Alliance Church, where Caleb's father, Larry Nelson, is the pastor. A family strengthened by faith. Neighbors tell us Nelson's brother, Jonathan, died of cancer six years ago. Family friends make a promise to the Nelsons. They'll always be there. And they'll always remember the kid next door, a kid who grew up to be a hero and paid the ultimate price. Of course, an American hero. He died for all of us so that we can all be free. And again, Nelson's parents, his widow, and two little boys on their way to Dover tomorrow awaiting the arrival of his body. As soon as we learn information about funeral arrangements, we'll pass them on to you. Reporting live, Melissa Fry, KETV Newswatch 7. Thank you, Melissa. Nelson deployed to Iraq in 2009. He'd been in Afghanistan since March. Tonight, his commander remembers a true American hero. Caleb Nelson was a cherished teammate, a gifted SEAL operator, and a loving husband and father. His tireless professionalism, inspiring passion for life, and his humble and selfless service to our country made him a role model for all who knew him. You can read about Caleb Nelson's heroism and all the honors he earned on KETV.com. And while you're there, you can leave your own tribute for his family and friends to read. If you're at a place where you can get to a computer and leave a comment for a fallen soldier, I think that's really, really nice, really, really exciting to... It's exciting, and what I mean by that is, is it's exciting to be able to have a parent or friend read about their friend who is gone. And it really gives them a positive, um, a positive image that other people around them, other people who read about him or heard about him or her, cherish them. There are some exciting moments to be a soldier. That's why they are soldiers. That's why when they gather around the group and they're all so crazy about each other, the boys kissing the boys, getting drunk, grabbing each other, just being insanely crazy. 
for one Spokane family with two sons serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. Tonight, however, there is some relief for them. The Allen brothers are home on leave. KXLY 4's Annie Bishop is here now, and, and you were there for the reunion, Annie. And after traveling for 24 hours, Jordan and Brooks Allen couldn't have asked for a better homecoming. Jordan waited for his brother in Kuwait so they could come home together. Banners, balloons, and a big crowd for two brothers home from the Middle East. Oh, I tell you, I haven't slept for three days. Because Bill Allen hasn't seen his sons in over a year. It's gut-wrenching. Because, you know, you never know. Today, he knows they're safe. <laughs> Captain Jordan Allen and his younger brother, First Lieutenant Brooks Allen, are finally home. It's awesome. It's a great feeling to see everybody back here, though. There's not a dry eye here. Jordan and Brooks are both Army Rangers, went to the same college, both played football. Jordan is serving in Afghanistan. Brooks is stationed in Iraq. We have a, a little uh, secret line that we get to talk on, so we, we, stay in, uh, we stay in touch quite a bit. We're really close. Um, we're definitely close. See, I outrank him, and so we, I give him a hard time about that, but really when it boils down to it, you know, he's my younger brother, and we would do anything for each other. In fact, he waited two days in Kuwait to get on the same flight as his brother. It's been a year since they've seen each other. When people would ask, you know, for brothers or not, and just to be able to say that, you know, I'm coming from Iraq and he's from coming from Afghanistan, we're, we're able to, to be on the same flight together and everything. It's pretty special. The pair are home for just two weeks. Time this family is so grateful to have. You don't really realize what you have until you leave it for six months and you're over there. And coming back, it means so much to us to see our family. I'm really proud of them. And after their leave is up, uh, Jordan heads back to Alaska and Brooks heads to Germany. Reporting live, Annie Bishop, KXLY 4 HD News. Wow, that's what I mean by exciting. It's exciting for the come home. It's exciting for the reunion. As sad as it is for our heroes that don't come back, we're very proud of the ones who do. We're very happy that they've made it back safe. We just can't tribute all of them enough. Welcome, everyone, to the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. You know, as we wind down, um, I may not be on Dr. Jones's show now for uh, maybe another year. Who knows? Um, as far as hosting, I really want to give thanks to absolutely everybody who has supported me. Um, the nice little comments regarding uh, the tribute to the troops. Um, always very, very nice to get positive feedback. Negative feedback is fine, too. It, uh in many, many ways, it kind of uh, haters kind of uh, remind us we're doing uh, the right thing. You know what? Some soldiers, they do weird things. They do strange things. No, they just do what they have to do. Here's one. <laughs> Assignment Iraq, five years later. Dave Erickson has been reporting all week long from the war zone in Iraq, five years after we sent another reporter there. Well, tonight, Dave brings together a Spokane woman and her boyfriend now serving in Iraq. I know that, uh, I know we haven't known each other for a long time, and I know that a lot of people are going to think that I'm freaking nuts, but uh, I was just wondering, would you uh, marry me? Are you serious right now? You're kidding me. <laughs> yes. 
serious? Yes, of course I'll marry you. I'll marry you a thousand times. I'll marry you every day. I love you. I love you, baby. <laughs> Be safe. I'll see you in 32 days. Well, Carmen and Staff Sergeant Jones will be reunited May 27th. That's when his tour ends. There you go. Will you marry me? <laughs> That's very emotional, very touching. The military brings people together in so many different ways. It's very hard not being a soldier um, to understand all of the, the things that they go through. But tonight on this day, we tribute... We honor, we take our head off, we bend our knees, we close our eyes, we fold our hands, we give thanks for the freedoms to our Heavenly Father. We remember the souls of the faithfully departed. We never, ever, ever forget the sacrifices that others made. The Fishers are awaiting the birth of their second. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. I love that line by President Reagan. He just gave great, great tribute. I think it's time to ask. Oh, <laughs> uh, for those who were listening to Southern Sense uh, show earlier, uh, you heard the song I played as we signed off. The kids singing "God Bless the USA." Let's say that again. Honor fallen for and it is for Pitbox.
<laughs> I love that. What does it mean to be an American? What does it mean to be a hero? Today's show is a tribute to the heroes. It's a tribute to all who have fallen. And it's a tribute to those who are currently serving. In many, many ways, it's a tribute to those who are so unselfish, so deserving of the hero's welcome. Individuals who never, who almost rarely think of themselves. It's all about always the other. Always about the other. Just unbelievably amazing what great heroes that we have serving for us. Those who have lived. Those who have died. Those who are fighting day in and day out for us. For we, the people. What does it mean to be an American? These heroes are a perfect example and are the standard. They are the exact standard for what a true American hero is measured, period. Great, great, great Americans. And never forget the words that the President Reagan said. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding And it's these people who preserve those freedoms. It is those people that never forget. It is these people that give us absolutely the freedoms, the life, the pursuit of happiness. It's the heroes. It's the soldiers. A couple of quick programming notes. Tonight on Conservative Primetime, we are going to have a um, a former admiral from the Iraqi Army. He's going to be joining us tonight. I think it may have even been the Navy. Maybe it's Iranian. I'm not sure. But tonight on Conservative Primetime, we will have a former high-up, high-ranking military uh, leader from – he is corrected, but he's uh, – going to appear on he's going to be our guest tonight on conservative prime time uh, how amazing anyway uh continuing on with the show i apologize for the uh little delay i have um i had a uh issue with the um the switchboard and i'm trying to train sarah of course to do the soundboard so <laughs> Oh, man. Mike's got something, all right. He's got America. But there are guys who stay up nights figuring out how to take that away from him. I happen to know the facts. My friends, I'm just an average American. But I'm an American-American. And some of the things I see in this country of ours make my blood boil. I see people with foreign money. I see Negroes holding jobs that belong to me and you. Now I ask you, if we allow this thing to go on, what's going to become of us real Americans? I've heard this kind of talk before, but I never expected to hear it in America. Well, it seems to know what he's talking about. What are we real Americans going to do about it? 
You'll find it right here in this little pamphlet. The truth about Negroes and foreigners. The truth about the Catholic Church. Do you believe in that kind of talk? That all makes pretty good sense to me. And I tell you, friends, we'll never be able to call this country our own until it's a country without. Without what? Yeah, without what? Without Negroes. Without alien foreigners. Without Catholics. Without Freemasons. You know What's wrong with the Masons? I'm a Mason. Hey, that fellow's talking about me. And that makes a difference, doesn't it? To these people, nothing made a difference. They fought for one country, one America. No matter what you yell, no matter what you scream, no matter what kind of nonsense you talk, these gentlemen fought for one thing and one thing only. Independence. Democracy. Freedom. These are our true heroes. As I wind down, as I was preparing for the show, winding down, I I was unsure of which way to close the show, which way to say goodbye. Um, of course, we said goodbye a couple of times this week, but this is it. This is uh, Doc Jones will be back definitely on Monday. So there's no better way to say thank you to these true heroes and to define exactly, exactly what they're fighting for. My friends, on behalf of the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report, on behalf of C. Robert Jones, this is Cool Mike saying join us on Tuesdays and Fridays for Southern Sunset at 2 p.m. and every day during the week, 11.30 p.m. at Conservative Primetime. God bless America. God bless our soldiers. If they're fighting for one purpose, if they're one purpose above all purposes, it is this. Good night, everybody. Neither aiming at originality of principle or sentiment, nor yet copied from any particular previous writing, it was intended to be an expression of the American mind and to give to that expression the proper tone and spirit called for the occasion. in the very midst of revolution, the most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. Every post and every day rolls in upon us independence like a torrent. Our obligations to our country never cease, but with our lives. We must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Why is it we hesitate? For God's sake, let us come to the final separation. The birthday of the new world is at hand. The tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants both. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another.
to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men, that all men, that all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government. Laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form. As to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress, assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states. That they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown. And that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved. And as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce. and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.